everybody and welcome to episode number 54 of the Building a Better Body podcast. I think I'm going to have to shorten that to just the BBB podcast because it's too long. (laughs) Today I bring you another interview. I'm interviewing Rob Joseph who is low carb Rob on Instagram and you should go ahead and follow him right now. In fact, pause it and go and follow him right now because he has some amazing food inspiration. It's simple but exactly how I believe you should build a plate or experiment with at least. So we talked about all things today, his journey with paleo and low carb and his plans to create a food app which you'll hear about and also his plans to create the first ever low carb supper club in London. So lots of fun stuff to feast your ears upon. I hope you enjoy and until next time, I'll see you later guys. Today on the show I am chatting to Rob Joseph, uh, otherwise known as Low Carb Rob on Instagram. Rob describes himself as a big time foodie, a gym rat, a traveller, a Spartan racer, an amateur nutritionist and a freelance app developer. He's been paleo or low carb, if you like, for two years and is super into cooking, as you will see if you go ahead and follow him on his Instagram. Um, Right now, he's working on a few apps in order to merge his tech skills with his food skills. And Rob, Rob is also in the process of starting his first or the first ever low carb supper club in London. So hopefully we will get a chance to delve in to all of those uh, strings to his bow very shortly so hey rob how are you today i'm doing very good how are you doing i am good thank you very much for coming on the show no worries thank you for asking me you're welcome did i leave anything out there <laughs> um no I, I think yeah i think you covered it all pretty much that was a really good intro so I'm pretty <laughs> for that, yeah. that's what happens when you just stalk people's uh social media feeds <laughs> <laughs> You don't need to yeah, talk think, to people anymore. <laughs> I know, I know. Tell me about it. I think I've changed that one so many times. It's like hearing it brand new. I didn't even remember what it said. So that's that's yeah. pretty cool. Awesome. Yeah. So just to expand a little bit further, how did you discover paleo? I, I'm always interested in that sort of story because it's not as huge in the UK. Well, it is getting bigger, but it's not as big here as it would be maybe in America or Australia, actually. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, so I think kind of by chance. So I was always like very into kind of health and fitness, um, but I didn't really, I didn't really know what I was doing to be honest. So like I would go to the gym maybe five days a week, and um, I was doing the whole like eat brown rice and eat brown bread and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and I, I was trying to lose a little bit of weight, and it wasn't really happening. And then I think um, through listening to a few podcasts, I think possibly it was the Fat Burning Man podcast, but okay. I, I came across this book called The Calorie Myth. Mm-hmm. Um, by Jonathan Baylor and I essentially I went I read through that in like two days and I just uh, started to follow kind of the outline which he left which was essentially um, low carb like no grains no sugar that kind of thing mm-hmm. um, and then just like reading around the subject you start finding other people and um, you start discovering like keto and paleo and primal mm-hmm. um, so it was kind of yeah just by chance and then just the more I read about it and the more I kind of listened to other podcasts and um followed other people i started to discover it a bit more but yeah definitely it's not it's not as big here is it or as well known here as it is in like the state so mm-hmm. uh it's funny you do seem to have everybody seems to have a turning point a book that they read or or a blog post right. and then you just delve right in i it's so far back for me that i don't even remember really how i started i think somebody mentioned it to me i thought thought it sounded ridiculous cutting out grains <laughs> 
right 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 yeah and then fast forward what five years later and okay now it makes sense <laughs> yeah totally yeah I'm, I'm the same like for me it was it was a big thing to cut out all the food that i was eating because it like i was eating so much essentially rubbish like pizza bread all this kind of stuff and yeah it, w- it was a big deal to cut it out but now it's like you don't even think to eat it anymore so exactly and because i don't know if you're the same you've come so far in your own journey you're so excited to share it but you can't expect everybody to be all in 100 percent cold turkey right away <laughs> right right yeah yeah i think i mean definitely i do think it's like a turning point for some people so you can try and like i've, I've kind of given up trying to um, essentially get people on board like if they ask me questions then I'll tell them like I don't think you should eat this or I think you should eat that or that kind of thing yeah. Um, but yeah I think it is kind of like at some point people just reach a turning point where they're ready to like go all in and then that's when they'll start asking questions and like actually following advice so yeah I think if people are super sick then you know and the doctor maybe isn't giving them the right answers then they, they yeah. have to come to this point <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, you do you do hear a lot of stories where people start out like, how did you get on this journey? And a lot of, lot of the stories that you hear is either like they were very overweight and they didn't really have a choice or they were very sick and they didn't really have a choice. But then once they got into it, everyone's like, why haven't they been doing this the whole time? So. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I think you're probably like me in that I wasn't super sick, but I just wanted to, I just, I love experimenting playing around with different things right. and then deciding, okay, this is up in my game a bit. This is good. I'm going to keep going with this. <laughs> yeah, to- yeah, totally. I think so. I mean, yeah, I think it was probably for me just kind of an experiment at the start, but like with this kind of stuff, you see results pretty quickly, especially when you're coming from like what I was, which was like a really poor diet. Mm. Um, and then once you see the results, you, you can't really decide like, actually I'm going to go back to eating pizza and burgers and that kind of thing. Cause it, it just doesn't make sense. So yeah exactly perfect so on that note how did you learn to cook trial and error or is it in your genes is your family sort of all really good in the kitchen um actually yeah pretty much so like my family is very very big on food um and like anytime you go to someone's house there's always someone's cooked food or if you go to parties everyone's like cooked and brought food so kind of um, it's always been there and I was always pretty good at like following a recipe but I wasn't very good like I didn't understand how people could just go in their fridge and find ingredients and they could come out and make a meal without following instructions and yeah, um, yeah. so that part of it was very much trial and error um, and also because like because I eat low carb and a lot of the recipes that I want to cook aren't necessarily low carb so you have to start making substitutions and finding replacements and so you kind of have to start like making up your own thing mm-hmm. Um but yeah, like it was kind of trial and error, and then at this point now, got to the point where I kind of know what works and what doesn't work, and yeah. what I can get away with. So. Yeah, so I will link to your Instagram in the show notes. But that yep. you're, you have plenty of inspiration on your feed for sure. And I, right. I, la- I laughed recently where you brought your own dinner to uh, a birthday do was it? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's probably not the first time that it's happened. I think like people that I know are used to that by now, but. Yeah, I cooked and brought food. Just like a lot of the time I do and sometimes I don't, but really it's just um, like I know what food's going to be there and I don't want to not eat. And also I don't want people to go out of their way to like make food that they know I would eat that nobody else would. So yeah. for me, it's, just, it's much easier if I just bring my own food. So, would, you, yeah. would you ever be tempted by eat, eating like, I don't know, junk crisps and things like that if it's all laid out would you ever think oh i'm just gonna have some of that or does it not even um, appeal anymore 
Yeah, I mean, at, at this point, it doesn't really appeal anymore. The only time that I would eat, like, really the only things that I've had probably in the last years that I would consider junk food would be, like, if I've gone to Italy and I would have had, like, a pizza. Yeah. But, like, for me, it's going to be, if I'm going to have it, then it's going to be because I'm in Italy. It's not oh, going to yeah. be yeah. pizza yeah. Or, or something. So. You find that if you do eat the national dish, you're fine. You know, if you were slightly yeah, totally. intolerant, it, it's okay because they're using such great ingredients. So yeah, I would be on board yeah. with that for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, agreed. Yeah, you, you, it's like a totally different feeling. Like you could go there and you could eat a whole pizza and come away and not feel the same way as if yeah. you're at home and you've ate a whole pizza. Yeah, it's, it's a totally different experience. Plus, you know, like I always say, it's about getting to know your own body and you'll know probably yourself whether you're going to be able to tolerate something or not. Yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, yeah, like I, I was in um, Montreal um, a couple of weeks ago and I ordered a meal and I didn't realize it came with chips because it wasn't on the menu. So mm -hmm. the guy gave me chips and I had like four because I didn't want to be rude. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah. and, and it was like instantly I had I, all I had was four chips and straight away I could just feel like this this does not feel good and if I like and I remembered the feeling from like years ago when I would have the whole bowl and it still wouldn't feel good but you'd think that was the normal feeling and yeah. now you can different so much so. yeah would you say it's the potato or the fact that they've probably cooked it in a whole load of junky oil <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think yeah, I think it's actually just the oil because I find yeah. a lot of places I go to, even if I just order meat and it's like been fried in vegetable oil, it, it gives me that same feeling. So I think for me, it's definitely the oil. It's just it's not great. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense because like sweet potato fries are everywhere now, but you just know that they're not cooked in, well, they're not roasted in the oven anyway. That's for sure. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, literally deep fried. Cause, yeah, I mean, and it makes sense. Like a lot of places have to do that because like to bake everyone's fries will take forever so they have to do it but yeah yeah it's much better if you just and make they, it they make them sort of crispy i don't know what they put on the outside but i guess they're just trying to make something palatable palatable for people yeah, so yeah definitely. yeah can't, can't blame them but uh, everybody's on their own journey <laughs> yeah yeah definitely for sure so moving away from food uh, this question as you maybe said scares you a little bit tell me about spartan racing what is that <laughs> <laughs> sure. Is that is that yeah. like a made up thing that you've come up with, or is that actually a thing? <laughs> so I think I think the term Spartan racer, which is um, in my profile, is probably something I came up with. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that's a real thing. I think I put it in there because it was like a clever way for me to say, "Oh, by the way, I've done a Spartan race in like the least characters possible." <laughs> um, but, yeah, but um, a Spartan race is essentially it's it's an obstacle course race. So they have like I think they have them all over the world now, and they do. Um, like three different levels of race or distance and um, how difficult they are. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I think I've done three now. I did two last year and one the year before. And the yeah. first one um, was the shortest one they do. And it like absolutely ruined me for like a week. I couldn't walk because I was just not ready for it like physically. Sure. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's just like obstacle race, uh, obstacles and racing and some weightlifting in between. Mm -hmm. um, and it's kind of like a very friendly vibe. So it's not super competitive everyone there is like a stranger but they will help each other out mm -hmm. um so yeah it's, it's just a lot of fun really is it like tough mudder or not as serious as that yeah it's, it's kind of like tough mudder so i haven't done a tough mudder um yet but people that i know that have done both um you get mixed reviews so some people say tough mudder is harder and then other people were like no tough mudder is super easy compared to a spine race so i oh, think wow. okay <laughs> yeah i mean i think they're probably on the same level um and it's just like everyone's experience because 
they have them in different places. So like some of the races that I've done um, were way harder than the same level of race somewhere else just because like the area was so much more hilly or so much more woodland and that kind of thing. Don't they do electric shock stuff in Tough Mudder? Yeah, so I've I've heard Tough Mudder, I've heard stories of um, they have like, yeah, like electrical fences that you have to crawl under or it gives you a shock, which Spartan Race definitely doesn't have. But <laughs> I've also heard of, um, I think Tough Mudder has a race called Tougher Mudder, which is like the ultimate level race. And I've heard that um, for one of their obstacles, they actually had tear gas that you had to crawl through. Wow. So I don't, I don't know if that's true or not, but <laughs> if it is, then that's definitely the harder race because that just sounds insane to me. Yeah. How far, how far is the Spartan race? How far do you have to go? Um, so I think the, the, the sprint, which is the like smallest one they do, I think is a minimum of seven kilometers. And then the organizers can decide like the actual length. Right. Um, and the, the beast, which is the longest one, which I did one last year, mm-hmm. I think the minimum is like twenty something kilometers. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. So it's it's about that. I think the one I did last year ended up being like twenty seven. Mm-hmm. I mean, it took it took ages to complete, but yeah, the sprints definitely for me because the the long distance running part of the beast, I was just I'm I'm not into that at all. So. No, I hear you. I, like once upon a time, I did a marathon. I don't know if you know that about me, but. No. Nice. I haven't ran since. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Well, not to that extent. I did it for charity. I wanted to do it for charity, but I definitely wasn't one of these people that got addicted to marathons after doing it. Not a chance. Just no. Running, running it is not to me fun. But if you enjoy it, that's that's great. Go for it. But I, I don't enjoy it anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a hundred percent on board. Like uh, the people that enjoy it is good, but for me, it's just after about fifteen minutes, I'm pretty much like I'm just I get bored. Yeah, this, this isn't for me. I'd rather just be lifting weights or something. So. For sure. And like, how often do you see people out running with a smile on their face? I <laughs> know uh, that's so true as well. And everyone that I know that actually does go out running, they always complain afterwards. Like they like they had a really good run, but tomorrow it's gonna hurt, and yeah. it was it wasn't fun. But I'm gonna force myself to do it. And you don't really hear that people that go to the gym and let's say if they do weights, you don't really hear stories of people like. As I forced myself to get up this morning and like mm-hmm. go and lift weights or do some pull-ups and stuff. So yeah, you don't regret it. There's not a regret after. Right, afterwards, it's always like they're so excited that they went to the gym. Exactly. I only spend about thirty minutes when I go to the gym. I, I can't be doing with any longer than that in a way. <laughs> I mean, actually, actually, me too. My most of my workouts actually end up being thirty minutes as well. But also because like the if I if I can fit my workout in in thirty minutes, then it usually means it's not going to hurt tomorrow. So then I get to go again. So. You get to go again. <laughs> you love yeah. it. Love yeah, it. yeah. Um, so as I mentioned, you're working on a, a foodie app. Is that right? I am, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So so I'm basically working on an app at the minute. I definitely haven't got my elevator pitch down for it yet, but I'll, I'll give it a go. <laughs> the overview. No problem. Um, so it's an app to um, curate places that you like to go and eat out, and then you can share them with other people. So essentially, the idea came from like whenever I go traveling, I'm always like I'm going to be eating out and I'm looking for places that are low carb or paleo or like some people are looking for keto or like vegan and stuff. And outside of apps like TripAdvisor where you can like sort of gluten free, you can't really go to like what's the best organic steak place in London mm-hmm. unless unless you Google it and there's probably a food blogger that's got like their top 10 list of steakhouses in london or something like that so essentially mm-hmm. the app is so that you, like i can go and say these are my favorite places to go eat in london mm-hmm. and then 
people on the app can follow each other. So if you're following me, then you know that the places that are on my list are going to be low carb and they're going to be paleo. And it will tell you like, this is what I like to eat here and why I like to eat here and vice versa. So um, it's kind of a way to just find good places to go out and eat um, based on other people that eat in a similar way to you. Oh, sounds that great. Makes- yeah, it does. Yeah. Is it, is it going to be a lot of hard work putting it together, do you think? Um, yeah. Well, initially, the idea I had initially was going to be hard work because I was like, I'm going to find all the places like I'm going to search for all these places, like the top 10 paleo places in London, and I'm going to create the list, and then people can just go on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would have been a lot of work because if I have to do that for the whole world, that's never going to happen. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so at, at this point now, it's like anybody can go on and curate their own places based on wherever they are. Uh, yes. um, makes it a lot easier for me, and then also it's like it makes it a lot less subjective because rather mm-hmm. than it's like my idea of what's a low-cost restaurant might be different from someone else's idea, yeah, um, perfect, perfect, so, love it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like it's pretty much done at the minute. I was using it actually when I was in Canada a couple of weeks ago, um, and it works pretty good. So we're just kind of like eyeing, eyeing out a few bugs, and then um, hopefully we can get it shipped. Brilliant. So uh, app design is what comes naturally to you, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I mean that's been like my my job for like the last seven years is app development. So yeah, okay. trying to trying to merge that with my kind of passion for food is where I'm going at the minute. Mm-hmm. Oh, it just makes perfect sense. I love it. I'm I'm looking forward to checking that out. <laughs> Where's your favorite place to eat in London right now? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, so probably my favorite place is a little bit boring, but it's um, Gourmet Burger Kitchen. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's probably my favorite. And just because, I mean, I think they hate me in there because my orders are always like super complicated. Um, <laughs> I, like, I want to make a ton of substitutions and I want to add a ton of extra things, but. Like the food that you get in there is actually pretty decent, and I think um, I'm pretty sure it's bison that they do, um, which oh, is nice. they get it. Yeah, they do like bison, and they get it fresh from a specific farm in um, not in London, somewhere in the UK. But they get it basically every day. They get fresh bison that's like grass fed and all that kind of stuff. So it's actually pretty good. Oh, that sounds good. Have you um, eaten in? Is it Timmy Greens? I think I've eaten there. I have it? not. No, is is that a good one? Have you heard of it? I haven't, no. No, Timmy Greens. Yeah, it's, it's actually I broke my rules and had some sardo charcoal bread. That's what they oh. do. All right. How was that? It was good. Yeah, it's totally black. It's crazy. Uh, but yeah, it was, I... it's good. But then they do like they did. Uh, we went a couple of times. We had the, you know, your avocado, your egg, your all your usual sort of stuff. Um, yeah. And they seemed to be quite ethically sourced the way they were talking as well. So, But that's buying centre in London. You maybe don't spend as much time there because you're not a tourist no but but if it's, if it's a good one i feel like i'm gonna have to pay a visit there now so okay yeah i'll send you a link no worries timmy oh Greens. yeah yeah i'll make a wee note timmy greens yeah i hope that's what it's, <laughs> i hope that's what it's called because i don't obviously live in london but i'm pretty sure that's what it's called <laughs> yeah i'm sure if i search it will come up with if it's not we'll find it don't worry yeah brilliant cool and i also saw actually on your instagram feed talking of app development uh gary v did you go to an event with him yeah so he he was um speaking in Toronto um, at an event called Haste and Hustle a couple of weeks ago. So I, I actually went to Canada and then I was like, I hung out there for about a week um, and just like saw the sights and stuff. And then we went to the event, which was actually really good. He was there for like an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's literally like what you'd see on YouTube. It's just, it's diff- it just feels different in real life. Like he didn't say anything that you wouldn't have heard before, but yeah. like when him in person you realize like it, it's not just for youtube this is like what he actually does 
He's just um, so high energy, isn't he? Yeah, just high energy. Like he would just get straight to the point. People ask him questions, and he gives like one-word answers. But it's like one-word answers that are actually answers, not just he's brushing off the question. Yeah, um, yeah it was really cool to see. And then I actually saw on his Twitter yesterday that he was actually in London yesterday morning, oh. um, because he's got his new book out, and they had a pop-up shop um, somewhere in London for like one day selling his like limited edition sneakers. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I missed out on seeing him again, but I did go past the shop and it actually looked pretty cool. So. Yeah, he's just everywhere right now, isn't he? He's just huge. Yeah. I was yeah, watching yeah. Uh, a YouTube video, I, can't, I think it's called Hot Ones, where they do uh, a wings challenge. Have you seen right, that? Right, right. Yep. yep, I've seen that one, yeah. He was he was on it um, and I was watching it with my boyfriend. He wasn't sure about Gary V. I think you might think him right. to be a bit obnoxious. <laughs> Yeah, but then yeah. when he watched him on that, he thought, oh, he's actually, he talks a lot of sense, you know? So it's nice to see him kind of out of his comfort zone, just being normal Gary Vee, I guess. Yeah, I can imagine, yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people get that vibe from him. It's like either you like him straight away or you do think he's pretty obnoxious. Mm-hmm. But I think, like, the more you see of him, the more you realise, like, it's not that he's being obnoxious. That's just how he is. And then once you get it, yeah. like, I'm, I'm a pretty big fan, so... That that's if you're so public like that, not everybody's gonna like you, and people are gonna pick you pick you apart just for the sake of picking you apart, because <laughs> that's yeah. what people do. Yeah. No, I like him as well. He's cool. Uh, so now on to super exciting stuff. You are starting a supper club. Yeah. I am. Awesome yeah, stuff. Right. And I filled out your questionnaire. Maybe can you tell who's filled it out, or is it? Um, I can if I can if you left your email or your Instagram handle because some people didn't but some people it's like I knew who it was because they left where they are but they didn't like leave their email yes uh, but yeah if, if you left the details I can I'd know but um yeah thank you for filling out that's great no problem is that going to be useful for you then for putting it all together yeah definitely I mean really it was just for the menu because I kind of know what like I like to cook and what I like to eat and I kind of went through my Instagram and like what was the most like things that I've cooked so far and I kind of use it as a template um, yeah. but really I, I just want to know like what are people interested in eating that's low carb because I think uh, I think a big part of it at least for the first one is like the novelty idea of like oh it's a low carb paleo friendly supper club mm. so people don't necessarily just want to come and have like steak and eggs they want to have mm. I don't know like low carb chicken korma or something um, so yeah it's been it's actually been pretty useful the feedback I've got so far to what the menu would actually be I like the way you put a big dollop of like uh, guacamole type thing on the side of your plate all the time. <laughs> I, I know, yeah. I mean, well, I, I haven't had, so I kind of like um, was on a bit of a food elimination thing and avocados was one that I was having every day. So oh, I eliminated that for a while. Um, and then when I realized that it wasn't that, that was causing me a problem. Now it's like everyday guacamole. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. So what does the supper club, what does it look like? What Does everybody come to your house? <laughs> Right, yeah, so that's a good question. And so it kind of depends. So there actually are and there have been supper clubs that are literally people invite you around to their house um, and sell tickets for like eight people and they cook you dinner. Yeah. Um, kind of the, the vibe that I'm going for is um, where I would essentially hire a place that's kind of, it looks kind of like a restaurant, so it seats about 30 people and it has like a working kitchen. Um, but it's kind of, it's like a restaurant where everyone goes and nobody really knows each other, but like you will get to know each other over food. Yeah. Um, so it, yeah, it's kind of a cross between it and buying someone to your house for dinner and going to a restaurant, but mm-hmm. just like with really good food. So. Brilliant. I'm excited for you. I'm, I'm looking forward to see that unfold. Um, maybe I should do one over here as well. Create a whole movement. 
<laughs> oh, you should, you should totally, you should totally do it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think once I get one off the ground, and if it goes well, then I'm definitely going to see like how far I can branch it out because okay. I, I haven't yet found one that's like low carb anywhere so far. So. Oh, you're on to something, and then there will be a whole franchise in no time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if there's a franchise, you'll be the first to get the call if, you, if you're up for it. <laughs> Brilliant. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Love it. Okay, Rob, well, I don't want to keep you for too long, but for our listeners, what is one top tip? I always ask people this, um, one low carb Rob nugget that they can incorporate into their lives in order to build that better body. Um, yeah, this, this was actually, a, when I saw this question before, it was kind of a tough one because like, I have like five different things. Yeah, that's I, okay. You can expand it. Don't worry. I get that all the time. Yeah. um yeah i mean i think the one that i kind of settled on um was not so much a practical tip but it was just like don't not to be dogmatic in your approach to um either if it's health or fitness because i like i've spent a lot of time doing like i've been low carb and i've been like strictly paleo and strictly like intermittent fasting 16 hours a day and all this kind of stuff and um a lot of it i just find is it's, it's all like experimentation and if you get too dogmatic in your approach and you're very like specifically going to stick to one thing mm-hmm. um then that like if that thing works for a while that's great and then if it stops working but you still carry on sticking to it yeah. um definitely where i've been because like this is obviously the right thing to be doing um so i, I think that's probably my tip it would mm-hmm. be don't get too dogmatic in your approach and like experiment and like find out what works for you and also because a lot of the stuff that you do here, you, you kind of have to realize that the people that are talking about like paleo is the way or keto is the way or like now there's like the zero carb movement and stuff like that's like people are preaching that because that's what works for them. Yes. So it's not, it's not like a one size fits all thing. Um, so yeah, I think that would be my tip which is like experiment and be a bit flexible in your approach and find what works for you. So. Yeah. And it almost takes a little while to work out that for yourself because as soon as you came across paleo i don't know if you're the same but you kind of this is what you have to do you do this you're going to feel great but then a few years down the line you realize yourself actually no that might not work for you low carb like super low carb may not work for women as well as men i find that i kind of like to have a bit more every now and again just to to keep things varied you know um yeah i mean yeah yeah i think yeah i'm I'm totally the same like when i was doing like strictly low carb every day like less than 50 grams and i would measure everything and Mm -hmm. like people people would offer me like do you want a bite of this and i'd really want a bite of it and i'd say no because like i don't know what the macros are for that (laughs) and it it just it just gets crazy and like even now it's like i'll have a banana or something and there's people that will be like oh you can't have a banana because that's so much sugar and it's fructose and but like it's, it's it's not going to kill you so yeah like yeah you have to figure out what works and like i i know that i can have one banana and i'm good or i can have two bananas and it's going to send me on like a binge so just don't have to yeah but like unless you experiment you're never going to know exactly no that's perfect you, you sound very sensible <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad yeah, yeah. Uh, so where is the best place for people to connect with you on the web i know but they don't know <laughs> maybe sure um so uh, i'm at low carb everywhere so um instagram and twitter you can catch me uh lowcarbrob.com if you want to find some low carb recipes um yeah pretty much anywhere that's low carb rob is going to be me yeah i will put that in the show notes no problem at all and you know you know this is coming but uh just before you go what uh mother's day dessert can you recommend because i'm making one on sunday (laughs) 
Okay, cool. Um, I did. I did know it was coming. I mean, my first response is probably going to be always my response when people ask me for dessert and that's cheesecake. Yeah, yeah. I make a pretty good. Well, I've been told I make a pretty good cheesecake, and this is by people that eat everything and not necessarily healthy. So, if yeah. I can feed them cheesecake that has no sugar in it and they think it takes tastes amazing, then that's going to be my go-to for sure. It's funny you should say that because I don't know if you follow the Merrymaker Sisters. Have you heard of those? Girls, uh, like, I have, yeah, I think I do, yeah, actually. Yeah, I've actually favorited uh, their blueberry raw cheesecake. <laughs> nice, that's yeah. good. But it does have um, a little bit of sweetener in it, what do we see? Oh, it's got dates in it, and it's got maple syrup, but I know that my family need a bit of that in their life. <laughs> I might All right, so that, that definitely sounds like a good bet, yeah. yeah. And dates, dates and maple syrup is still better than like refined sugar, so. Yeah, and there's only like uh, two tablespoons of syrup and something like 100 grams of the dates so but it just is vibrant purple in color that's why i want to make this awesome this that list. sounds so good awesome. yeah yeah, anyway, I'm yeah. Excited. I, I actually i made a, a raw i tried to make like a dairy-free cheesecake so i tried to make a coconut milk cheesecake mm-hmm. um which it came out looking really good it was like vibrant white um i think there's a picture of it on my instagram somewhere oh, yeah. but it, it, it tasted horrible so oh, definitely <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, you don't want to be making that, but it just looks so good. So. What was wrong with it? There's no flavor, or um, no, it was. I think because I used coconut milk, so like as soon as you cut into it, it kind of just melted away because it didn't set and it was Uh-oh. raw, so it wasn't cooked. Yeah. Um. So it just yeah, it just it tasted exactly like coconut milk with like a bit of a biscuity base. So not not a good one for sure. Back to the drawing board, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Cool. Well, Rob, thank you so much for talking to me today. That was super fun. No worries. Thank you. Remember, if you have any questions, you can send them along to info at karmaclintock.co.uk. And if you want to review the show on iTunes, I would love it as well. And if you want to support the show, head on over to karmaclintock.co.uk forward slash support. Mm-hmm.